Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rock of the Three podcast. My name is Ditton and I'll be your host today. Hello, I am back with another episode. Um, I know it's been a little bit, but hopefully I can get back on schedule. Um, these past couple months, I've just been thinking about how I can promote the podcast, do things differently, and see what y'all like. But I think I'm just going to start doing more long-form podcasts if I can, because you all seem to like that. So today, I'm going to start reading a book called The One and Only Ivan. It's a Newbery-winning book uh, by Catherine Applegate. Um, so let's go. It uh, looks like there's a glossary. I think, I see, I read a little bit of this, but I haven't read the full book. So, I think you will need this um, to understand some of the things. Chest beat, a repeated slapping of the chest with one or both hands in order to generate a loud sound, sometimes used by gorillas as a threat display to intimidate an opponent, domain, territory the grunt snorting pig-like noise made by gorilla parents to express annoyance meatball dried excrement thrown at observers 955 days while gorillas example while gorillas in the wild typically gauge the passing time based on seasons or food availability, Ivan has adopted a tally of days. 9,855 days is equal to 27 years. Not tag, stuffed gorilla toy, silverback, also less frequently gray boss, an adult male over 12 years old with an area of silver hair on his back, the silverback is a figure of authority responsible for protecting his family. Simly, swim, slimly chimp, slang, defensive, a human, refers to sweat on hairless skin, vining, casual play, a reference to vine swinging. Okay, let's start off. So it says, hello. I am Ivan. I'm a gorilla. It's not easy as it looks. Names. People call me the freeway gorilla. The ape at ex- at exit 8. The one and only Ivan. Mighty silverback. The names are mine, but they're not my me. I'm Ivan. Just Ivan. Only Ivan. Humans taste words. They toss them like banana peels and leave them to rot. Everyone knows the peels are the best part. I suppose you think gorillas can't understand you. Of course, you probably think we can't walk upright. Try knuckle walking for an hour. You tell me which way is more fun. Patience. I've learned to understand human words over the years by... But understanding human speech is not the same as understanding humans. Humans speak too much. They chatter like chimps crowding, 
crowding the world with their noise even when they have nothing to say. It took to me time it took some time to recognize all those human sounds to weave words into things, but I was patient. Patient is a useful way to be when you're an ape. Gorillas are as patient as stones. Humans, not so much. How I look. I used to be a wild gorilla. I still look the part. I have gorillas. I have a gorilla shy gaze, a gorilla sly ma- smile. I wear a snowy saddle of fur, the uniform of a silverback. When the sun warms my back, I cast a gorilla's majestic shadow. In my humans, in my size, humans see a test of themselves. They hear fighting words on the wind. When all I'm thinking is how the late day sun reminds me of a ripe nectarine. I'm mightier than any human, 400 pounds of pure power. My body looks made my body looks made for battle. My arms outstretched span taller than the tallest human. My family tree spreads wide as well. I'm a great ape and you're a great and you're a great ape. And so are chimpanzees and orangutans and bamboo and bonoboos. All of us are distant and distressful cousins. I know this is troubling. I too find it hard to believe there is connection across time and space, linking me to a race of ill-mannered clowns. Chimp, chimps, there's no excuse for them. They exit a big top mall in our video arcade. I live in a human habitat called Big Eight. I mean, Exit Eight, Big Top Mall, and Video Arcade. We are conveniently located off I-95, with shows at two, four, and seven, three, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Max says that when he answers the thrilling telephone, Mac works here at the town at the mall. He's the boss. I work here too. I'm the gorilla. At the big top mall, a a cracky, a creaky music carousel spins all day, and monkeys and pears live amid the sh- the merchants. In the middle of the mall is a ring with benches where humans can sit on their rumps while they eat soft pretzels. The floor is covered with the sawdust made of dead trees. My domain is at one end of the ring. I live here because I am too much gorilla and not enough human. Stella's domain is next to me. Stella is an an elephant. She and Bob, who is a dog, are my dearest friends. At At present, I do not have any gorilla friends. My domain is made of thick glass and and rusty metal and rough cement. Stella's domain is made of metal bars. The Sun Sun Bear's domain is wood. 
The parrots is wire mesh. Three of my walls are glass. One of them is cracked, and a small piece about the size of my hand is missing from the bottom corner. I made a hole with a baseball bat Mac gave for me for my sixth birthday. After that, he took the bat away, but he let me keep the baseball that came with it. A jungle scene is painted on the um one of my domain walls. It has a waterfall. Waterfall with water and flowers without scent and trees without roots. I didn't paint it, but I enjoy the way the shapes flow across my wall. Even if it isn't much a jungle. I'm lucky my domain has three windowed walls. I can see the whole mall and a bit of the world beyond. The fan... The frantic pinball machines and pink billows of cotton candy, the vast and treeless parking lot, beyond the lot, beyond the lot is a freeway where cars stampede without end. A giant sign at its edge beacons them to stop and rest like gazelles at a watering hole. The sign is faded, the colors bleeding, but I know what it says. Mac reads the words aloud one day. One day, come to Exit Eight Big Top Mall in Video Arcade, home of the one and only Ivan Mighty Silverback. Sadly, I cannot read, although I wish I could. Reading stories may take a fine way to fill my empty hours. Once, however, I was able to enjoy a book left in my domain by one of my keepers. It tasted like termite. The freeway billboard has a drawing of Mac in his clown clothes and Stella on her hind legs and an angry animal with fierce eyes and unkempt hair. That animal's supposed to be me, but the artist made a mistake. I'm never angry. Anger is precious. A silverback uses anger to maintain order and warn his troop of danger. When my father beat his chest, it was to say, Beware, listen, I'm in charge, and I'm angry to protect you, because that is what I was born to do. Here in my domain, there is no one to protect. The littlest big top on earth. My neighbors here at the Big Top Mall know, know many tricks. They are an educated lot, more accomplished than I am. One of my neighbors plays baseball, although she is a chicken. Another drives a fire truck, although he is a rabbit. I used to have a neighbor, a sleek and thoughtful seal, who could bounce a ball on her nose from dawn till dusk. Her voice was like a throat with a throaty bark of a dog chained outside on a cold night. Children wished on pennies and tossed them into her plastic pool. They glowed on the bottom like flat copper stones. The seal was hungry one day, or bored, perhaps, so she ate one hundred pennies. Max said she'd be fine. He was mistaken. 
Mac calls our show the littlest big top on earth. Every day at two, four, and seven, human fan, human fan themselves, drink sodas, applaud, babies well. Mac dressed like a clown, pedals a tiny bike. A dog named Snickers rides on Stella's back. Stella sits on a stool. It's a very sturdy stool. I don't do any tricks. Max says it's enough for me to be me. Stella told me some circuses move from town to town. They have humans who dangle on ropes, twinning from the tops of tents. They have grumbling lions with glimming teeth and in a snaking line of elephants, each clutching the limp tail in front of her. The elephants look far off into the distance, so they won't see the humans who want to see them. Our circus doesn't migrate. We sit where we are, like, like an old beast too tired to push on. After our show, humans forage through the stores. A store is where humans buy things they need to survive. At the Big Top Mall, some stores sell new things like balloons and t-shirts and caps to cover their gleaming heads of humans. Some stores sell old things, things that smell dusty and damp and long forgotten. All day I watch humans scurry from store to store. They pass their green paper, dry as old leaves, and smelling of a thousand hands back and forth and back again. They hunt frantically, stalking, pushing, grumbling. Then they leave, clutching bags filled with things, bright things, soft things, big things. But no matter how full the bags, they always keep, they always come back for more. Humans are clever indeed. They spin pink clouds you can eat. They build domains with flat waterfalls. But they are lousy hunters. Gone. Sam, some animals live privately, unwatched. But that is not my life. My life is flashing lights and pointing fingers and uninvited visitors. Inches away, humans flatten their ha little hands against the wall of glass that separates us. The glass says you are this and we are that, and that is how it will be al always be. Humans leave their fingerprints behind, sticky with candy. Slick with sweat, each night a weary man comes to wipe them away. Sometimes I press my nose against the glass. My nose print, like your fingerprint, is the first and last and only one. The man wipes the glass, and then I am gone. Artist. Here in my do domain, I do not have much to do. You can only throw throw so many meatballs at humans before you get bored. A meatball is made by rolling up dung until it's the size of a small apple and then letting it dry. And I always keep a few on hand. For some reason, my visitors never seem to carry any. 
In my domain, I have a tower, a tire swing, a baseball, a tiny plastic pool filled with dirty water, and even an old TV. I have a stuffed toy gorilla too. Julie, the daughter of a, of the weary man who cleans them all each night, gave it to me. The gorilla has empty eyes and floppy limbs, but I sleep with it every night. I call it not Tag. Tag was the was my twin sister's name. Julie is ten years old. She has hair like black glass and a wide half moon smile. She and I have a lot in common. We are both great apes. We are both artists. It was Julie who gave me my first crayon. A stubby blue one slipped through the the book the broken spot in my class along with a folded piece of paper. I knew what to do with it. I watched Julie draw. When I dragged the crayon across the paper, it left a trail in its wake with a slithering blue snake. Like a slithering blue snake. Julie's drawings are wild with color and movement. She draws things that aren't real. Clouds that smell, cars that swim. She draws until her crowns break and her paper rips. Her pictures are like pieces of a dream. I can't draw dreamy pictures. I never remember my dreams. Although I sometimes awaken with my fist clenched and my heart hammering. My drawings seem pale and timid next to Julie's. She draws the ideas in her head. I draw the things in my cage. Simple items that fill my days. An apple core. A banana peel. A candy wrapper. I often eat my subjects before I draw them. But even though I draw the same things over and over again, I never get bored with my art. When I'm drawing, that is, that's all I think about. I don't think about where I am, about yesterday or tomorrow. I just move my crayons across the paper. Humans don't always seem to recognize what I've drawn. They squint, cock their heads, mummer. I'll draw a banana, a perfectly lovely banana, and they'll say, It's a yellow airplane, or It's a duck without wings. That's alright. I'm not drawing for them. I'm drawing for me. Max soon realized that people will pay for a picture made by a gorilla, even if they don't know what it is. Now I draw every day. My work sells for $20 a piece, 20 25 with a frame, at the gift shop near my domain. If I get tired and need a break, I eat my crowns. Shapes and Clouds I think I've always been an artist, even as a baby. Still clinging to my mother. I had, I had an artist's eyes. I saw shapes in the clouds and sculptures in the tumbled stones at the bottom of a stream. I grabbed at colors, the crimson flower just out of reach. The abney birds streaking past. I don't remember much about my early life. 
but I do remember this. Whenever I got the chance, I would dip my fingers into cool mud, and I would use my mother's back for a canvas. She was a patient soul, my mother. Okay, that's been The One and Only Ivan by Catherine Applegate, a Newbery-winning book. Um, number one, New York Times bestseller. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rock of the Three podcast. One thing before we go, um, make sure to follow for more episodes. Uh, always look on Spotify to see if we had another episode. Hopefully, I can come out with one every one or two weeks. Um, one th- another thing before we go, um, I like to talk about Scratch. This is not sponsored, by the way. Uh, Scratch is a coding platform. Um, it's for beginners, intermediate, or advanced, really for anyone. But it's really made for kids who are interested in coding. It's simple, and it really will teach you the ways of coding. There's lots of tutorials. I would recommend Griffin Patch as really as a tutorial guide. He's really good with this. And I have an account, and our co-host Aaron has an account. Uh, My account is called The Best 114. That's The Best 114. Best is in all caps. I didn't make up that name. And then Aaron's is AWatts95. Um, anyway, if you want to go follow and see some of our games, you can do that. Aaron has lots of games, and I'm coming out with some too. And, uh, well, otherwise than that, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Rock of the Three podcast. I will see you next time.